Welcome to the Jurassic Outpost podcast. My name is Jack. Uh, it's actually called the In General Podcast. This is episode 105. I'm joined with Chris and Assis. How you doing, guys? You know how many times we've tried recording this intro? It's just not there. been working. Chris is it's also here, guys. Until yeah, the this time. Intro. Uh, four how are you doing, three. though? It's been a while, eh? <laughs> oh, we had that intro. We got it. We had it that time. Uh, we're in now. Yeah, we're in. Hey. yeah, yeah, we're in. Um, <laughs> this is, the episode. This is the, this is the <laughs> first podcast. Starting again. We have podcast more time. 2020. <laughs> Let's start one more time. No, 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 no. Let's, let's, let's go. Let's go. So let's 2023. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. What's um special about this year? Something's happening. JP a three zero is happening this year, my friends. Are you excited? I'm excited. I want all the activities to start happening because it's getting kind of close, and there's not a lot of stuff happening other than there's a, a new uh, a pop up shop in mm. the UK, right? Other yeah. than that, I'm not really seeing much uh, brand exposure here. I'm kind of waiting around here. Well, what's I mean, going on? You know, okay, so yeah, this year is the 30th anniversary of Jurassic Park, which also is just really hard for me to wrap my head around. Like, genuinely, it's really hard for me to wrap my head around with this being mm-hmm. the 30th anniversary of Jurassic Park. We're old now. Um, we grew, I remember growing up with this as a child. Now we're just old. Yeah, scary. Um, let's not go there. Um, so, uh, <laughs> yeah. Pop-up shop. But it is. It's the 30th anniversary of Jurassic Park. And there is, hopefully, a lot going on this year. Uh, Beyond the Gates is returning. Target.com slash Jurassic Congratulations, congratulations, congratulations. You guys do excellent work. Good to see you guys coming back. We locked the first episode fairly recently. Um, Perfect. And I think people are going to be quite excited. Uh, we debut... Man, what is the date then? <laughs> Let me pull up the schedule. And as we saw, as you mentioned before, with the London... Where is it? It's in the Natural History Museum. Uh, uh, yeah. It's a... It's a, it's a they've, is it the gift shop? The gift... The gift um, yeah, so it's a gift shop got a big Jurassic Park 30th anniversary overhaul, like Jurassic Park gates, a bunch of like jungle sunset decor. Um, uh, honestly, it's a whole lot of everything. But what are they selling? Is it, is it just primarily this? Like, do they have anything special? Is what I'm trying to say. Like, where's the, the special items kind of thing? I know, like, you guys have the captives, which are starting to roll out slowly, but is there anything else that we're kind of like looking out for? So, um, well, I mean, you figure this is early in the year. June is the month that Jurassic Park came out, and I would imagine that most of the 30th anniversary programming will come out closer to June. In fact, I am surprised to see things like the 30th anniversary captives coming out at just the start of the year, January, and I'm surprised to see Target putting up Jurassic Park 30th anniversary like end caps and displays already. I'm actually surprised that there are that Jurassic Park 30th anniversary is leaving a blueprint already an imprint already. It already has like a footprint. That's the word I'm looking for. And um, it's kind of weird though, because like nothing has been announced initiative wise. So things are just sort of like grassroots, like kind of appearing, but like, there's no like, Hey, it's our 30th anniversary this year, like from the Jurassic uh, Park accounts or anything like that. So it's, it's a little weird. It's a little um, of a weird rollout, but I imagine it will really start picking up momentum and fanfare once we get closer to June. That's my guess. Jack, do you have any thoughts there? Uh, why? What happens in June? Uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, hopefully, That's also the thing. I'm hoping for a theatrical re-release of Jurassic Park. 
that be the thing? You I think this should be an event? I want an event. I just want events at this point. You know what I mean? Jurassic Park has just become events for me. I want, I want to do events. It feels I, like yeah. there needs to be an event at this point. We, you know, the last time there was a, an event was the Beyond the Gates one, but a larger style event was the JP25 event, right? Unless I'm missing one in between that, but... No, no, those were, like... Those were the only two real big events. There, I mean, honestly, out of events that they've done, there was the Philadelphia um, exhibition opening. Hey, we hosted that. Um, there was that was a lot of fun, man. <laughs> there was the Jurassic Park 25th anniversary um, event. Hey, we helped host that, and we helped. You were running that. around. You were running um, around. Uh, and then there was we didn't host host it, but we helped. We literally helped create some of the programming and everything like that um for that 25th one and then there was the uh beyond the gates panel which was very much us and that was very interesting and uh and fix and successful from the looks of it i couldn't get to go but from everything i saw yeah. there was like a great turnout great it seemed like a great atmosphere also it was a lot of fun um and there were a lot there's free food and drinks which also helps um it was really felt like a little bit more like an industry event like an industry party an after party a launch premiere type thing so it was pretty cool on top of having our Beyond the Gates live panel. Um, but it's the 30th anniversary. It makes sense that there would be some sort of event. There'd be some sort of panel. The only my cynical self, though, says, oh, hey, we got a JP 25th panel. I mean, JP 25th thing in, uh, what was that, 2017? And the reason why is because Fallen Kingdom was coming out so soon. Or was that? No. Yeah, yeah. 2018. 2018. 2018. Yeah, because uh, Fallen Kingdom was coming out. So they were able to promote Fallen Kingdom with that. And they are able to write, write off the Fallen Kingdom budget. I think my one point of cynicism now with Jurassic Park 30th is there isn't another movie that is in production that is that can be promoted. Um, so we haven't really seen them do things like this as like a full like celebration of the past. So I do wonder if if a live event will happen. I hope I hope so, but I do wonder. It seems like uh, you know with the Beyond the Gates one we did Dominion promotion and. Uh, 25th did Fallen Kingdom. What, what's there to promote if it if they do one this year? Mm, unless there is a trilogy re-release, or like maybe they release all the movies back in theaters. That's what I was, or maybe even a, another special, special, special edition of the Blu-ray set or something like the Ultimate, Ultimate, Ultimate trilogy. Or I mean, saga. that would be great, right? If they were able to release an extended or like a, a I mean, we do love a remaster of Jurassic Park to get it as close as. That's, That's kind of what I was getting at. Hopefully, a new uh, a remaster of the 4K copy of Jurassic Park or something. That be that would be maybe something they could promote. You know, it's well, not I mean, a movie, but it's something they could make more money off of. You never know. That's yeah. what I'm hoping for at this point. Especially if it does a theater run as well. If they're like, oh, it's going to go back in theaters. Yeah, it's a cool run. It's been properly finally found like a good final mastering in terms of color and everything along those lines because. People who know like the old Blu-rays, they're way too cold, way too magenta. The uh, new and there was th- such a period of time where we all watched those Blu-rays nonstop. That 2011 yeah. Blu-ray, the blue version of Jurassic Park, like we we watched it so much. <laughs> First time we had HD yeah. Jurassic. It, and then the 30th, the 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 3D re-release um, was too orange they just <laughs> so like it was like one of those scenes where like oh yeah we made jurassic park too cold so we need to inject some warmth and then they really just punched that warm color tone it was beautiful but it was 
sometimes it was closer to the original and other times it was just sort of way off so it was like one of those things but it had some it had some improvements like they uh removed the fact that you can see the strings on the dilophosaurus's frills and they removed a few other hiccups in the film um which I, you know, and they, I think they remastered the sound and remixed. Some of the, the sound. sound was remixed as well, yeah. which was like the exciting thing for me. I remember, I remember in the uh, the T Rex when the T Rex breakout happens, like they remixed the sound to make it more echoey. I was like, oh, this is the sickest yeah. stuff. I was looking for. Like, oh, I hear it. It's cool. So yeah, that's my hope is we get a real proper, just two D, full on mastering to match the original Jurassic Park release and um, bring it to terms for the modern HD home disc entertainment era. What I would like, and more realistically, is um, new special features. You know, in 2011, they did that Return to Jurassic Park uh, docu-series on the, like, trilogy re-release, which was fantastic. So I know that's fairly recent, and that covers similar ground. But it would be really interesting to see something like that, like revisiting Jurassic Park 30 years later after the Jurassic World trilogy. Because, like, you know, in that docu-series, Spielberg's like, yeah, I'd love to do a fourth Jurassic Park. And, like, well, that's happened. And a fifth and a sixth one. But also, we kind of feel like we never got Jurassic Park 4 at the same time. Um, I, it'd be really interesting to see how they could talk about it, how they would talk about the universe, and maybe get insight on where they would like to take it in the future. Because one way or another, the franchise isn't gone. Um, it's not done. And I would love to maybe revisit Jurassic Park and maybe build off the momentum of what we love on Jurassic Park for its 30th anniversary to, uh, to uh, explore what happens next in the future. So I think there is a lot to be said there, but I think before we do that, before we maybe talk about what the ultimate announcement might be for each of us this year, um, there are a couple of things we should get through. There's a new theme park, a new universal theme park that's been announced in the state of Texas. Am I right? Yeah, it's like a mini park. Yeah. It's um, They're calling it like a day park. Like there, there are other theme parks are meant to be like resorts that you go to multiple days. And they are calling this like a you take like a family day park. Like there's something for everybody, but with a heavier skew towards like families. And it's meant to be some. It's not like something that you're supposed to like go and stay on a hotel and stay there for a week or whatnot. They feel that you can but get. They these do have things. a hotel though. Also, they do have a hotel. Just in case you get tired or something, you want to stay an extra day. Just in case you love Jurassic World, probably Camp Cretaceous section of the island. You want to stay and live in that world. Yeah. So. The park is actually DreamWorks themed. Um, and there's a Shrek land, <laughs> which might be fun. Um, <laughs> yeah. There's a Trolls land. Uh, they haven't necessarily announced these things, but they released a piece of concept art. Um, so I think for one thing, I think Forbes and now kind of shared what some of the lands would be. But then if you look at the concept art, you go, oh, yeah, that's Trolls. That's Shrek. Then you look it's clearly like each theme looks like you can clearly like, tell where Jurassic Park would is a minions themed river ride in the center of the park, it looks like. And then you've got the Jurassic Park gates and a big section of the park up in the top left. And you can see that it's gonna have like a gift shop slash restaurant. You can tell the gates. Um and then it's got a roller coaster or something along those lines as well. Um, but knowing that this park is DreamWorks themed, it's most likely that this section of the park will be Camp Cretaceous. And the entire park is targeted towards families with families. kids, essentially. Yeah, now it's not like a kiddie, like not like, you know, like there's like those kid parks 
um mm-hmm. like that are like really young like little baby parks like you know there's like little baby kitty lands at like, like toddler parks. toddler lands or whatever like toddler rides or whatever yeah yeah like they have like oh man like they have them at some theme parks it's not gonna be like that but it's definitely something i think that like younger they're not not gonna be giant thrill coasters you're not gonna have the super scary dark ride but uh it is meant to compete on the same level so it will probably be it will probably be a dark ride just not meant to like scary to death or anything like that i'm very curious what it's going to be they it might be a better ride than what we have at any of the uh, parks right now because i'm not a big i fan. don't know about that because speaking of rides the velocicoaster and it's uh, Universal, ride i love roller coasters. i don't but it also did win best roller coaster uh second year in a row awarded by theme park insider which that, is uh that's rigged fact, i guess it's rigged. great that's great but the Jurassic Park fans. It looks it's the one that looks like it's a Tron roller coaster that goes through Skull Island is what that ride. But looks I like. will say though, it does look interesting, and I I appreciate the fact that it's like a modern Jurassic World ride that's distinct and it's not just copying like River Adventure. It's like a different thing. You know what I mean? Like we can have yeah, two different things, coaster. kind of. I know, but but it's not like they didn't just like retrofit the. Tyrannodon Riders to make it like Tyrannodon Riders and Jurassic World that are Morphodon Riders. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. I appreciate the fact that it's like a new thing that puts some effort in. Like, it's kind of cool and it's winning awards, so it's not horrible either. So, that's yeah, cool. it's just, I guess, with Jurassic, not really. When you have the cutting edge theme parks, like what they're doing with Star Wars, what they're doing with Avatar, what they've done with Harry Potter, um, and knowing that Jurassic is on the same level as those, that there's such a rich um, universe, there's such a rich rich production design rich concepts rich set pieces to pull from and we just sort of get like a roller coaster like we get the old school style like what any other theme park would have if like six flags had a jurassic you know roller coaster it'd probably be like oh there's a really nice queue and then there's like a little beginning part of the ride and then it's just a roller coaster and it's just like cool but where is that level of investment for the jurassic franchise and how can you create an experience where we obviously don't have theme parks filled with dinosaurs so why don't you give us the closest version of that experience that we can get through your theme parks? And that I guess that isn't happening um, in the U.S. It has happened in Beijing, it seems. And it does. Why do you, what do you think it will take for like Universal to to make that type of like extreme, like really good Jurassic World section or whatever, like pure like Jurassic World? Like this is a billion dollar plus movie franchise, point, and you're like, my best guess is it's got to be new leadership. And I think unfortunately mm. the ship has already sailed because they would have to tear down what they've already built. To make that happen there's no room they've already determined that jurassic isn't going into their 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 other new theme park what is it called forbidden worlds new worlds which is wild to me it's like um, your biggest franchise and you can like really spend some money and invest epic world to, epic universe epic, epic universe maybe i don't know but it's their, their proper theme park in florida that's gonna be another third park you know separate from universal studios separate from islands of adventure this will be the what they're calling the third gate and jurassic is going to be there Apparently, um, there's going to be more Potter there. So there's going to be a third Potter park. Um, and there's apparently going to be uh, like Universal Classic Monsters, which actually could be cool. I would I appreciate that, but I don't but, see why you can't add another Jurassic Park or a Jurassic World, like a dedicated just, Jurassic Park or World. You know what I mean? Like pure well, one or the other. Park, if they were planning ahead, they would have left Islands of Adventure as Jurassic Park. Um, they could have even given it a slight retrofit where it's like Jurassic Park after it's been abandoned. So they could have put like Ivy and stuff on it, but you could go through the ruins of Jurassic Park That'd be and have cool. the ride Jurassic Park themed. 
And then they could have had the full expansive Jurassic World like they built in Beijing at the new third gate. That would have been a great way to do it. But for some reason, it's still Jurassic Park at Islands of Adventure, but they brought in a Jurassic World ride uh, with a velocity. It's, it's all messy. It, it's, it's like just, that's, I think you're highlighting the issue for me. I think it's Universal, people that are in, making decisions are not creative enough or don't care about the franchise. Universal is only good at theme parks when they have a outside studio that has better brand management uh, that is not Universal dictating it when you look at what happened harry potter well that was uh warner brothers and they have a better brand management and better brand division for the harry potter franchise jurassic just doesn't have that and it shows it shows across every element unfortunately you could go into the potter section of either island in uh not either (laughs) either uh park sorry uh it's clearly the standout section of the park no matter how much detail you think they put in the other ones but like the, the potter stuff is a it's another level and if you're telling me it's a different brand now yeah, yeah, I, I mean, can see why. Potter set the the standard, which then Disney went, well, damn, we got to get on that. They did that with Avatar and Star Wars. And Star Wars makes so much sense. And what they've done with Star Wars is fantastic. What they also did with Avatar is really damn cool. That, that's the thing. After having watched Avatar 2 and like knowing that the Pandora Park exists, uh, why not us? Why not Jurassic? Oh, I want to oh. go to like Jurassic Park. Why not? That's we the thing. We're good. When we were there at uh jp25 we spent more time in the harry potter park as a group and so did colin and the other directors <laughs> yeah, colin, colin gareth edwards and sort of roberts were all hanging out in harry potter also because it's just it's a really cool it feels it's like so in, it's to, you're there you're in harry potter like that, in, that, wanna, in that world you want to just spend time feeling that and as a jurassic fan that's what we all wanted is when we were kids right that's what we wanted to do just go and be in jurassic park and experience which it. is why I think leaning more heavily into Jurassic Park rather than Jurassic World. I'm not mm-hmm. even thinking of my opinions of the films. The thing about Jurassic World aesthetically is it bo- borrowed a lot from the modern. modern. It borrowed a lot yeah, from the modern perfect. theme park. So yeah. it's not necessarily a whole new world that you can go to. But Jurassic Park had a very weird and unique aesthetic that you do not see in theme parks, that you do not see in typical resorts. It's it was an very, island bamboo very kind of thing. Fall All trees and shit. The was strange. Um, everything that you saw was very unique. Uh, so building something off of at least the Jurassic Park visual language and iconography would make a lot of sense. And then if you leaned into the slightly overgrown, you know, maybe the jungles taking Jurassic Park back, you know, both both embrace the open park elements and the mm-hmm. the reclaiming of the park elements. You could really create a very, very, very cool um, theme world. And you can really you can kind of compete against Star Wars and Avatar Land that way because you can have all those beautiful living jungles and trees and you can really lean into like the rainforest, the tropical aspect. In among all that as well, the meet and greets with all the different velociraptors that they could have. They, they could, could animatronics, like could, larger you have dinosaur space animatronics. For that. Have a space for that, you know? Like have you it imagine everywhere, have it spread it out. There's obviously like technology that has adapted now to what they were using and what the River Adventure uses, for example. Like you can kind of imagine how good it could be, especially yes. with even the King Kong ride. When you drive into that on the tour, Universal Tour, and you get these green screens next to you, all these big monitors next to you. And that's so old. It's so old technology, but it's so effective. And you're like, wow. They've taken it in so many layers. Now they layer that stuff with actual practical sets. And there's little screens Mm -hmm. here and there that then you can have a raptor run by as you drive by. And then you turn the corner and that raptor is now standing there, except for it's a real physical prop. Here's the thing with the meet and greets. As we know, they have blue for the meet and greet. Actually, blue looks, that meet and greet does look really good. It used to look really bad and now it looks really good, which is great to know. 
But imagine if they had the opportunity not only to meet Blue, but sometimes the Raptors from Jurassic Park 3, the Raptors mm-hmm. from the first Jurassic Park, especially for JP 30th, the ability to... This is a, I guess we got a bit of a tangent from the uh, park in Texas, but like I really don't feel that they're cap- – I don't really feel like – I hate using the word capitalizing because it just doesn't sound – You can I don't use another C word, capitalizing. I don't think they're honoring – Honoring, the wow. That they are um, – They're not, they're not. And it's always been profit. the case that there's always been leaks and releases of like, oh, look what they were planning for Jurassic Park. Look at this ride. Oh, like, everything's always past- been shut down. Yeah, there's everything. There's been so many cool rides. There was like a Jungle Explorer ride at one point. Jungle Explorer ride. There's a little redundant with the River Adventures, the thing. But they could have built, they could have brought that concept into something else. I think maybe mixing it with digital aspects and making it more of a dark ride and whatnot, they could have done. But like, again, just having the meet and greets where it's not just blue, it's the other, you know, other raptors as well and other dinosaurs. And then you think about in Jurassic World, they had the perfect setup. You have um, the raptors with their heads through the, um, through the uh, harnesses and you would think that the meet and greets the backdrops would then have like animate that like, people can't touch that don't come out in free walking but you think they would have different raptors like mm-hmm. sticking their heads out that people go oh look there's this raptor and at least take photos with them if they don't do the full hero moment you think they would embrace that because there is so much unique visual language in all these films and to the be honest that they could you could stumble if they built a jurassic land that was part jungle part some buildings you go through some fences there's a river bit you know, you could, they've got all the Jurassic, all the old in-gen props still. They've got vehicle opportunities to be hidden in there. There's so much that could happen. They could even have, like, high hides and things like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. And just think Dude, of this. You know, it's simple. We but can they do this for them. Let's just do it ourselves. Let's just make like, it ourselves. The park's big enough. You know how you walk by and there's just sometimes trees? They can have little electronic rigs, like, in some fake trees that make, like, sometimes the trees rustle behind a fence. And you're like... It seems so easy. That's that's the weird thing, right? It's the world building of bringing that to life and fully embracing the franchise in its whole. And you know what? I don't like Fallen Kingdom, but I'll tell you what. Embracing the volcano for some sort of amusement park ride and some sort of amusement park aesthetic would be pretty damn cool. I don't know. It just It, it seems like there's a lot of very obvious ways they could take it. But unfortunately, yeah. they kind of squandered a lot of those opportunities by yeah, the treating like the uh jurassic park franchise at least in the parks like it's the unwanted step kid um is, <laughs> yeah says true. more about them than it does jurassic park but it's unfortunate i, I kind of wish the films whatever comes next i hope feels more in line with the way maybe the apes movies have gone which actually leads to a very interesting point oh uh, yes paul kirby, paul well, kirby, kirby of all people was cast the man. in kingdom of the planet of the apes Definition dad. <laughs> As was uh, Sonia no Santos. Sonia Santos. Dietrich uh, Latchman. I think uh, I, yeah, I, don't know, I believe I spelled that. I probably said that wrong. Yeah, I'm not sure how I to apologize. pronounce her name. But um, yeah, Jurassic in, Dominion. In Kingdom of the Apes. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. These titles are crazy. This is a sequel to, to war. War, so for, war for the Planet of the Apes. War for the Planet of the Apes. It's equal to, I can't remember if it was Dawn or Rise that came first. It was Dawn of, was second, and then Rise. And then Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Never watched the third one. What? War was the third one. Dawn was Two was great. Yeah, Yeah. um, I would argue those Apes films are one of the best uh, modern, like, sci-fi trilogies, franchise uh, examples out there. 
Um, no, I, haven't, I haven't even seen the third one. I can I, I can tell I, I already know I agree with you because the first two are just so rock solid and the second well, one built off the first long. one so well. Well, well Jack, you mentioned long. it's a little long, but you mentioned this article. Uh, they have some really cool talent behind them. They have a. Uh, Rick Silver and Amanda Jaffa, or, or Rick Jaffa, other, <laughs> other way around. Yeah, Rick Jaffa yeah, and Amanda um, Silver. They so they wrote. They are credited right. as writing the story of Jurassic World, as we know, but they've written the f- first three Apes films so far. For uh, context, they're the ones that like really put the outline of Jurassic World that we know. The general, like you know, the character mm-hmm. names have changed, some of the concepts have changed, but they're the ones that really kind of paced out a lot of the set pieces, a lot of the structure, um, a lot of the high level concepts. Um, as far that, as we know, there was a whole court case about all that. Do you remember with the credits and like? Yeah, and, oh yes, and, uh, day one. And uh, no, I mean we know for a fact that um, Colin's gone on record, done interviews about like, oh yeah, they introduced Owen, but Owen was named Vance. You know, he was a little different, but they had Claire, but Claire was named something else. They had the open park. They had not the Indominus, but the Malice. Copy my homework and change it a little bit. I mean, that's usually what happens when you take over a film. <laughs> yeah. You know, you you do keep a lot of those elements because I mean, absolutely, because you spent money into it. And also, it. you know, Spielberg, you know, it's like, hey, this is our story. This is what we've got. We don't want to lo- we don't want to go in a completely new direction. We like this. We just know it needs more work. Is you know, yeah, usually where yeah. it's at. There, it was, there, you know, there, there's a couple of other writers on this on the Apes film as well, but they're they're a really yeah. Great I think they put the initial sure. pass in. They mm-hmm. they largely wrote the other ones that are very good, and I'm not sure if they had as much control over the screenplay of this one, so it might not be as good as the other ones. Um, they've no, lost. They wrote Avatar. Full of talent, full of talent. Some really great cast in there, including two faces from the Jurassic franchise, two writers from the Jurassic franchise. So hopefully, um, it's going to be as good as the last three. I really do like that yeah. franchise. And totally, totally, I feel like it fits very in line with the Jurassic. It's quite aligned. You know, Dawn, when I first saw Dawn on the Planet of the Apes, I was just thinking, this is the Lost World for the Apes franchise. It that was. was that's, that's why I didn't watch is. three partly, because I got jealous. I was like, I watched all yeah. this Jurassic <laughs> World. It's kind of yeah. on in. Maurice, I mean, man. Oh, Maurice. See, Rick, I'm also not ready for the emotional turmoil of what's going to come in the third movie. I just don't want to deal with it right now. I'm just you got to watch it. That's what I like about that franchise, though, is there were whole sequences where there were no humans, and you were you were just as invested yeah. as you were in the human sequences, which is why, like, the, the people behind those movies, like, it, it would make sense to align with Jurassic somehow, at least yeah. tonally. You know? Yeah, no, tonally, there's a lot, there's a lot there. In the first one, you've got a lot of that. Uh, that sort of Crichton-esque uh, techno thriller with the science. You know what causes this is a, you know genetic experiment gone wrong and it's very just and then just i don't know there's something about those that really resonate with me and uh jurassic park like they're a little little smaller they're a little bit they're, they're different in some ways but there's a lot there that i think like a lot of that that's why i love after uh, what matt reeves did with those films that's why i would love matt reeves not not for the batman but for those films why i'd love matt reeves to come to jurassic you know what I love a lot about the second movie is the aesthetic, the rundown, uh, the rundown aesthetic of the world. I wish take, Didn't they just take Vancouver? that. Yeah, Canada. Yeah, shout out Canada. Love you. Shout out one time, only time. Love you forever. Uh, if you take that aesthetic and apply it to Jurassic, it's amazing. It was shot in the same stretch of forest, I think. Where you live I near am. it? Do you know? Do you not? Yeah, it's, yeah I think it's do. further up from me. It's the same stretch. I, I was sorry. You said about the like the buildings and the structure. That I think that's why I like Dawn so much, is because you see the that's world. That's exactly like, it. This 
sort of dystopian, like the jungle is reclaiming it. And that's Lost World. That's very Jurassic. It's very fitting. Nature, it's just life aesthetically away, a gorgeous movie and you get raincoats and off-roaders and people walking through the rainforest. But the, the movie yeah. only works because uh, the, the emotional emotional centers you care about the humans and you care about the apes you care yeah. about both equally and it's like i care about each, each one winning and you know what i yeah. mean like it, it doesn't you, matter what you have around it uh, yeah it's just a really great series so hopefully it's King top King. to bottom well constructed cinema baby mm-hmm. that's cinema. my opinion of the movies but anyway speaking of atlantis that's colin's next movie who spoke about <laughs> <laughs> that is uh not a top-notch thing right we are uh, now, Colin, though. Colin is uh, directing. Well, he's been. This is this was announced a long time ago, but there, there was a recent exclusive on THR, the Skydance Skydance pictures. Yeah, so Universal Skydance. dropped Atlantis, but Skydance picked it up. Um, picked it up, and with that came uh, a new writer joining the project as well. Um, apologies if I don't pronounce this right, but Charmaine de, de Great de Gratti. She was a writer and co-exec producer on House of the Dragon. She's now writing Atlantis for Colin. So I found it really interesting that this is a movie that, um, you know, we know that Colin usually feels very strongly about writing his own projects. I find it interesting that this movie did start underneath his penmanship and uh, has moved Hmm. to other writers. And I'm curious, though. I I wonder how much of a story that he's bringing. I wonder if he's finding a more collaborative flow if he lets – kind of his ideas hit a first draft and then just collaborate with writers, but not necessarily write for the right, you know, allowing other writers to then adapt it. I do wonder what that flow is going to be like. Um, I do wonder if that's going to be freeing for him and also offer some really unique opportunities for him as a director to then direct something that came from him, but then comes from somebody else. Whereas the Jurassic franchise, it was straight from his pen. Yes, he wrote with others, but it also is from his pen and really under his control. It sounds like this one might be a little different there. Um, a little bit yeah. more like the traditional blockbuster where necessarily the, the director isn't the writer. And that's the thing. We don't know much about the project. And you, you say Atlantis and there's a thousand different theories. And it depends what Collins actually, you know, what are his intentions to tell with that story? I think, I think they said fantasy. I think they said yeah. fantasy adventure. So I imagine they're going to lean into the more mystical, magical aspects rather than like a science-y aspect. Romance Underwater for sure. realms kind of thing. I don't think yeah. it's going to be a drama, like telling a story of just like some sort of romance. Oh, no, it's not on me hard. No, drama. it's not going to be it's like, romance sort of feel, sure, like it's definitely going to, I think we're going to get something a little bit, maybe more live action Disney-esque, which I don't mind. That could be a lot of fun. Um, it could fit or, Colin's style. Or it could be very... Aquaman. It may turn out to be Colin's wheelhouse, you know. I thought yes. after safety not guaranteed all those years ago, I really did think the more serious uh, drama, character-driven movie would be Colin's. But after the Jurassic World franchise, I think maybe going into uh, more whimsy stuff that's sort of the younger audience and things like that. Might fantastical, be fantastical. Yeah, fantastical. It might be his wheelhouse. I'm but, excited yeah, to check no, it out I, for sure. I'm excited. He's had, really, he's had such a weird career tra- trajectory. And yeah. it, it's going to be nice to see how it like maybe levels out because I think as long as he was involved with Jurassic, it was always going to be turbulent and really weird. And he's still jumping to some really big films and he's ne- he doesn't necessarily have like the smaller films. I know he's got I know he's got a lot of working history in the industry underneath his belt, but he doesn't have the traditional film history underneath his belt before jumping to a lot of big blockbusters. So I'm going to be very like you've propelled into that seat really quickly. You know, he went from like oh, yeah. safety very, to Jurassic to Star Wars almost. I'm like, whoa. saw that happen with a lot of directors in that. Gareth Edwards too. It didn't work out so well with him. And it did not work out with any of them. Mark Webb didn't work out for him, but he's leveling out now. 
I'm not saying I'm not saying these people were, aren't talented. No. I'm saying it did not work out the way that they tried to thrust these little indie directors with only a few projects underneath their belt into big blockbuster franchises, and it bit them in the ass every time. Because for one thing, those guys weren't able to get their entire weren't able to get their vision on the screen, and then another thing is they weren't able to juggle a lot of the responsibilities that came with the big thing. And then you ended up with movies that were really specialized in doing something really well and forgetting about everything else. Like let's say Kong Skull Island, beautiful looking movie, piss poor movie, um, bad script. Um, Godzilla, twenty fourteen, totally fantastic absolutely cardboard thin characters which is funny because it's the same issue that rogue one has and uh when you take gareth edwards out of the equation and you look at andor now gareth edwards had nothing to do with andor it's fucking phenomenal um so it's very obvious where in where it excels now are the characters rather than the characters being bad and the problem is, is a lot of these guys just aren't good at managing characters in these feature length films um and giving them it's like they get caught up on the nerdy stuff and not necessarily the meat Whereas Colin, I think, tries to go for the meat, but I just don't know how well he juggles it, um, which is also the pressure from dealing with the studio, isn't it? It's a lot of pressure moving from something small to that big, I imagine. He did say he wants it to be a trilogy before. I don't know this new Oh, boy. That. Ambitious, ambitious. Colin's always ambitious. Yeah, that. it's an ambitious project. But uh, yeah, no, I imagine he'll hopefully return to his roots a little with it and feel like he's able to, I don't know, make it. A real Colin Trevorrow film that would be yeah I think Colin being able to have his freedom of just having his own vision that's not predetermined by something that came before I think would be very beneficial um because I do think that might be one of his biggest weaknesses with the Jurassic franchise was actually making his vision gel and feel right with Jurassic Park because the ideas were there but the tone the vision the execution just wasn't. And it really came from him trying to build into something that was more of his style. And I think that maybe letting somebody come in who's totally more consistent with Jurassic and a better fit might be better for all parties involved. And that's not to say there aren't elements of Jurassic World that I like. There's a lot of elements. Um, and I still like Jurassic World as a movie. The sequels, it gets a little strange. But Ooh, that's so, how, that so how about how about 65? Oh, Adam Driver. There's been a new trailer. You know Lots of controversy behind this. A lot of controversial thoughts and takes on this movie. I am going to get mine out of the way because I want to hear your thoughts more on this one. I'm more interested in your guys' thoughts. I, I'm going to watch it just for what it is. You know, the action dinosaur monster movie kind of thing. I think it looks fun. I think the dinosaurs yeah. look. Like they look dinosaurs. like generic like dinosaurs, but I kind of, I'm not bothered. I hope that they are utilized well rather than just like trailer moments. I hope there's some real tension built with these sequences, dinosaurs hunting. I think of, um, if it wasn't a dinosaur movie, I don't think we'd be interested or even like, I don't think it would be on our radar. Um, I think that we're a little bit biased because it's saying a dinosaur movie. I think the trailers yeah. have made it look kind of generic and kind of crap, but that also mm. could be bad trailers. Um, so I don't know. I don't get the best vibes from the trailers. It looks like they put money into it, but it also sort of looks like one of those. It looks like it came from a different era. Like, it almost looks like it came from, like, the early... Like, I don't mean the CG quality or anything like that. I mean, just, like, the feel... The and kind tone, of movie? The kind of movie that it is feels like it came from, like, 15 years ago, almost. 10 to 15 years ago. Um, as for the... Di- it's a shame that it's a... Di- I don't know what the point of doing a dinosaur movie if you're not going to do dinosaur designs. And now, to be clear, I'm not talking about accuracy or anything like that. I'm just talking about the general aesthetic of these things don't look like animals. They don't They don't look like dinosaurs. They look like monsters. I think uh, Peter Jackson's King Kong 
which again, not accurate at all. I think that did a much better job of depicting dinosaurs in a stylized way. I think these designs... When we compared those two, the, the V-Rex did look very similar to that one. That's There's a lot of similarities. This, you can tell, is large... Because the V-Rex is what established a lot of the pop culture traits that continued to perpetuate in pop culture until the yeah. Indominus went and rode that wave. And that's the weird part about it. Um, Because Jurassic Park, before it, Jurassic Park broke the trend of spiky, crocodilian dinosaurs. Kong Skull Island brought it back. Not Kong Skull Island. Peter Jackson's King Kong brought that in. And then everything followed it from there. Papo, etc. And then Jurassic World went and just followed that trend. Anyhow, neither here nor there. Um, there the, a trend is continuing with um, 65. I just don't think the dinosaur designs look very good. They look like they used AI to draw the concepts it looks like ai's drawing of like the way ai interprets dinosaurs and they're all sort of like funky and weird and like just it looks very <laughs> forgettable and generic but then very high budget if that makes sense so it's very forgettable weird but high budget the raptors have these weird man hands and it looks like there's gonna be some really beautiful shots with some really fucking weird designs and that, that's that's too bad because again i'm not talking about accuracy i know a lot of people are talking about accuracy and hell it would be cool to have a serious scary dinosaur movie with accurate designs but i don't need that i just want, i just want good art and i personally don't think that that looks like good art to me it just looks generic yeah yeah it definitely looks generic i get what you're saying and i, I feel like because the trailer gives you loads of these moments of adam driver and the character together in the jungle and then all of a sudden it could be good out. Weird driver is not like a bad actor. What drove no, the project? Actor. There's something to this. I'm sure there is. Sure, but sometimes a project is great in script form, and then it gets, you know, maybe the direction maybe. doesn't execute it, and then the studio gets involved, and then it gets clunky. It's really hard to say. What I will say is, if the if the film is good, I'm going to enjoy it. I'm not going to have any preconceived notations. Like I will be able to enjoy the film, even if the designs are bad. I'm not going to judge my opinion of the film off of that. Um, and also another thing that people have said on Twitter and whatnot, they're like, well, what if those aren't dinosaurs? What if like the twist is this isn't actually Earth, they're aliens? The fact is, I still don't like the art style. It's just very generic. I would like to see more interesting looking creatures. Like just from an art standpoint, I'm not a fan of these things that we're calling dinosaurs in that film. I just don't think I don't like them. Um, so whether or not they're actually dinosaurs or they're aliens or whatever or mutants or anything, that that doesn't matter to me. I'm just not a big fan of the designs. So, but if the movie's good, the movie's good. There's a, there are a lot of movies out there with really clunky ass visuals that are fantastic. So, um, mm -hmm. I'm hoping it's good. I'll see it. And to be honest with you, I probably wouldn't be seeing it unless it was dinosaurs. And I recognize that, but I'll see it. Hopefully the trailers have only given us a kind of a, a real brief glimpse at some of the more generically designed dinosaurs and that there are a lot of dinosaurs. Of kind of cool. Which one? Some of the pterosaurs, like the pteranodons or whatever they are in that. They it looked, looked a little cool. like the Jurassic World pteranodon. I remember yeah. when we were through it, it looked very similar. The um, There are some, hopefully there's a lot more species, but from rumors, again, I think there was stuff going around that they cut a lot of dinosaurs. I think they the cut room. a lot of herbivores and then reshot and added a bunch of carnivores or something like that. Just chase so, sequences. Probably test Run. audience being like, maybe test audiences just don't like Herbivores being scary or whatever. Maybe it's just well, where are they, I want to know where they're getting these pest audiences from because a lot of the time they're just people that live in, in like LA, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Test audiences, you really don't want. You really want to avoid test audiences for some for some types of films. Like I think test audiences are probably good for like if you want a really run of the mill comedy. Test audience. Yeah. If you want to, if you want something that's like 
the next rom-com probably test audience that if you want to do the next jurassic park don't test audience because that's really gonna have to live and breathe on its own and audience dominion definitely test audience right yeah yeah it's the only one that did actually and uh it was affected by those test audience results unfortunately do you got Uh, for the positive or negative do you think both uh negative largely i would say um because they didn't really make any big changes all they did was chop down the film haphazardly to run a to get a shorter runtime and uh you know, wow, I'd say one or two. We've talked about this. One of the two of those scenes probably should have been cut. Most of it shouldn't have been. Um, now, whether or not that should have actually been what was written on the script in the first place and what was shot, whole different conversation. But if we're saying what was shot, nothing else can change, then yeah, most of that should have been left in. The test audience thing was just probably an arbitrary excuse for the studio to cut the runtime, um, unfortunately. I think they made the wrong call there. I don't think it would have really changed the public perception that much, but it still would have felt like a little bit more of a complete movie, just ever so slightly. And ever so slightly in a situation where a movie is so largely divisive is very important. This year is the 30th anniversary. June is the month, right? And if they announce something, it's going to be June. So let's just take a hypothetical sequel series, which we know is happening next year. Camp Cretaceous sequel series. Well, let's just... Okay, so I was just going to say, that's a hypothetical thing. What would your ultimate announcement be this year? For something now, I mean, really hypothetically, um, maybe a new director and writer. Remember when we just got that Jurassic Park logo that was blue and steel in like a 2014 underneath it? Um, yeah. Or 2013 was it underneath it? I can't re- remember it now. 2013 and then it was, yeah, like... Um, or 2014 I would, and then delayed to 2015. I would love if we just got a simple, the simple mark of authenticity. For those who don't know, the mark of authenticity is the circle logo without the writing, just the circle with the Rex skull inside of it. I'd love to get the mark of authenticity in a new texture, new color format, and a year underneath it. Just something like that. You know, Jurassic 2025. I, I would love to get something like that, and okay. maybe they can then say, like, we're, you know, working with X writer or X director, da 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 da. I think I'm more. I'm most interested in the writer. I'm most interested in the writer. But I would love if they come in and say they've got a writer director combo. That from stage one they have a writer and director that are line aligning their visions. That would make me feel really good. Yeah, and instead of when Colin and Derek were first hired, Derek was like, "Yeah, I've never seen the sequels." <laughs> it's just like, oh god. I don't even think he's seen Jurassic Park. Never seen I don't any think of them. <laughs> like, what are you announcing this for why is this a, a tweet good job <laughs> um, Assis what about you man ultimate thing hypothetical can be anything keep it clean it can be anything will be anything it's gonna be a live action series I don't care where you put it Ooh. I know Peacock's doing not Ooh. so great so maybe we we'll to inject some numbers into that universe or maybe put out a thing on that and make it available to Canada I feel like I don't understand why they haven't done a Peacock series for Jurassic. I don't know. I think the ship has sailed for Peacock Jurassic. I think it's time to uh, pluck that bird and uh, go and kill kill the Peacock. Kill Peacock. Featherless Peacock's confirmed. Featherless. um, It is time for them to abandon that and partner up with something like somebody like HBO and whatnot for to be their to be their streaming service partner for their in-house ips when that amblin entertainment television was it amblin television and those two it was amblin tv but that's a production house that's they don't have like their own no no no, sure sure but who was the announcement that it was under anyone 
Uh, yeah, it was those two guys uh, that run. But they're like high-level execs. They aren't necessarily like going to be the people that are like the creative, creative ones. It was obviously – and then plus we know that that probably didn't get very far because Frank then came down and said, I don't want Jurassic on TV. So yeah. whatever happened there. <laughs> oh, whatever, my gosh. Eric all died. mentalities. All whatever mindsets. happened there died, and that's because uh, – what did you say? The mentality of a fossil? Or did so, I say that? Yeah, even better, even better. Yeah. You know what has to you know, I changed my mind. This is my ultimate this is my ultimate hope for Dune. Uh when did Indiana Jones come out? This sometime in the summer. Any yeah, sometime in the summer. I want yeah. Kathleen Kennedy to resign from Lucasfilm, not because she's bad, <laughs> but I want her to come back to Jurassic because we need Jurassic. Resigning need her, need from her back in Jurassic. And I am saving Jurassic Park. <laughs> Dude, like legitimately, there's a chance that like if she <laughs> if and when she leaves, come back. Come back. She uh, might be too high up now. She might have. She might be too powerful now. But I wouldn't mind. Tie fighters for raptors again. I'd I'd like Kathleen to come back to the franchise. But I kind of I kind of wish that like ten years ago. Yeah, sure. It's a bit late, I guess. Yeah, maybe. Maybe she's better off directing or uh, producing like just individual movies. Maybe that's where her wheelhouse. Maybe she's yeah. not a good like chairman board person. Yeah, maybe. I, mean, I don't know. I think I think Star Wars's issues mainly. I mean, there were there, mistakes were definitely made with Star Wars, though. I, 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 for every mistake, they made a lot of great choices as well, and I felt I like think Disney Plus didn't help the trajectory of what they were trying to do over at Lucasfilm. As well, well, it's ironic is Disney Plus has come out with some of the best Star Wars content since the Force yeah. Awakens. Um, sure, which is really fun. I mean, it's had some stinkers. Uh, Obi Wan and Book of Boba Fett were really bad. Um, but then Andor is literally the best thing Star Wars has ever done. Ever, ever. Like, hands down. It's so, it's weirdly good. Um, yeah, and, and then Mandalorian is fantastic. It's, it's very simple, you know, and it, Mandalorian. Simple, enjoyable it's, Star Wars. It's very enjoyable, but it does not hold up nearly as much once you put it next to Andor, and I do hope that they maybe, maybe invest more time in their writing after having something so well written like Andor, but, um, yeah, I think Jurassic can learn a lot from its own mistakes and its own successes, and I think that Jurassic can learn from Star Wars's mistakes and successes as well. Um, and I think there's a lot, lot to do and a lot not to do that others have done. Jack, what I, do you want? So I think there needs to be a huge break—not a huge break, but there needs to be a break. Uh, they need to. I th- hope Universal and Amblin know what the plan is. But I hope this year is completely. There's no movie announcement. There's no announcement like that. I I think there should be a TV show. I think there's so many gaps that could be filled with a TV show right now. Um, as Chris mentioned earlier, we know Camp Cretaceous is coming. But I think this year, JP thirtieth year, my ultimate announcement is to. I think if they announce the video game, a real, you know, triple A, whatever you want to call it, Jurassic Park video game. The, the one we've been all fucking crying about for years that we want. If they announce that this year, I feel like that's such a perfect opportunity um, to really build the hype. Even if it's not out for a while, you know, like 30th anniversary and there's something big coming and it's going to fill in some gaps and it's going to do this and it's it's a survival game, whatever it would be. I think for me that it would be the game because I feel like, totally devoid of jurassic video games at this point yeah it's and I don't insane really any other how, games so i'm it's insane how untapped it is it's sort of ridiculous that that's not um something that is that's 
the fact that Jurassic World was the huge success that it was in 2015, and we are now in 2023, and there haven't been any games like that, and before Jurassic World, there weren't really any games, is insane, especially when you see what uh, IPs that are moderately smaller, like Alien, have done with Alien Isolation, or then what Star Wars has been able to do. Um, there's a AAA Indiana Jones game coming out. Um that's what I mean. I find it so weird that they haven't even tried. It's like it feels yeah, like they. I think it's well, Frank Marshall, that. man. I don't think so. I think it's. I think in this, this is something that's well known about Universal. It's what's killed almost every project like this. Is they start the talks. Everyone's excited. Everyone's happy. Then they start talking finances, and Universal says, "Yeah, we're not going to fund that." And that's where it dies. I don't get it. Oh. Jurassic World is a billion dollar franchise. Each movie I, made a billion dollars. I don't get it. I think there's too many cooks. In the ownership and profit uh, kitchen of Jurassic Park is the big problem. The Amblin has a lot of control. Universal has a lot of control. The Crichton Estate has a lot of control. Spielberg has a lot of control. And every single one of these people also have profit cuts. And I think that is where Jurassic deviates from a lot of the other franchises is it gets complicated because there's a lot of cooks in that kitchen. It's not to say that the other franchises, but I just It's just... A shame because there was a period of time where there were just endless games. I know it's hugely changed now, obviously from the 90s to now, but they did used to just pump out Jurassic games <laughs> on all the different consoles back then. I mean, and around like Jurassic Park 3, you remember yeah. how many video games came out for Jurassic Park 3, even though some of them were just strange. And some of them were just they were like cheap. Some of them, literally, some of them were the equivalent of a mobile game for oh, yeah, like, like, yeah. Uh, yeah. on Game Boy Advance and stuff. You know what mobile I mean? Mobile yeah. DS games and stuff. But, but it was um, still, so I. There's still something like you, like you said, something to chew on in between. I want something in between in the break, to something to keep myself tied it over. And then 2004, we had Operation Genesis, which just blew everybody away. That was a huge release. I I remember as a, being quite a young called classic like baby. That was, and then I just played that for years and years and years, and we never got anything else. And obviously, yeah, we uh, have yeah, Evolution and Evolution Two, but I can't. I just don't have the same love that i do for operation genesis for those games i can't no, i'm afraid that universal has now made this game and they'd be like you know what we have a game now it's fine we got we got two games we got evolution one and two we're good now that's yeah, my no, that's my yeah. concern and if you don't like evolution way. we've got jurassic world builder on phones and we got jurassic world aftermath what are you guys talking about we got tons of games yeah, they no. do have like three games. I'll give them that. They're Literally, what's funny is like things like Aftermath. Like barely anyone knows that exists, and let fewer. People. Which is upsetting because it's really good on it's the Switch. Okay. It's a really good Switch game. It's it's an okay, it's an okay twenty dollar game. Canon story. Um, I think there's there's so much that can happen this year. Um, whether uh, the three of us will probably be disappointed. No, none of us will get our wish, but <laughs> we'll see. Ultimately, Jack, I do want to. I just want to contest something. I know that this is how you feel, but I do got to say, man, that stings me at my core when you say Jurassic needs to take some time off. And I think what it comes down to is I'm really chomping at the bit for a Jurassic announcement because I've felt like I haven't got anything that I've enjoyed from Jurassic in so long that I really yeah. want there to be an announcement on the horizon mm-hmm. for, something, for there to be something that I'm looking forward to film wise. I, I love the idea of a game thing. If they put a good writer name behind it, and a good director name behind it, that gives me something to actually look forward to um because i've been so let down by the direction of the franchise and that's not again not to say that there aren't things that i enjoy and it's not to say that i don't enjoy jurassic largely as a whole but i haven't i just i don't know i it's hard for me to say oh i want some time off because damn i still feel like i'm waiting for jurassic park jurassic 4. park 4 
<laughs> yeah, that makes me so sad that Dominion Isn't didn't that do it. How for I you guys. feel, I feel like JP4 never came. Uh, yeah, um, I, I feel like I'm still waiting for Jurassic Park. I I feel good about this because JP4 for me is like Dominion is as close as we're gonna get, and like I'll take it. Like that's a decent JP4 for me. I'll take it. It's not what I wanted, but I mean, would it make you sad if Colin Trevorrow is executive producing this next trilogy or next movie? I mean, he'll probably be an executive producer. That's definitely going to happen, most likely. Unless he's too busy over it. Unless when Atlantis dropped from Universal, his relationship and whatnot now is getting more involved with another studio, and he won't have the time to have mm-hmm. those responsibilities. I mean, there is a poss- possibility there. But uh, I would imagine he's going to be around. Executive producers you know, can have a lot of control, or they can have very, very, very little control. They can just be sort of like somebody that you call if you need help, and otherwise... Like that's about it, mm. you know. So I don't know. I, I I think that we should expect to hear his name involved in some capacity. Uh, but what I think is most important for me is that he allows somebody to come in with a new writing vision, a new directing vision, a new tonal vision, and he's not going to say, ah, well, let's make it more like Jurassic World. I think it's important that he, as he changed what Jurassic Park was with Jurassic World, he allows somebody else to come in and change that again. Uh, and I think there's certain limitations to that. I don't want it to. Jurassic World could have gone a lot further than it did and could have gone Camp Cretaceous with it. Um, and I'm glad that it didn't. I'm still upset that Camp Cretaceous went the way it did, but I'm so... I, I think there's the certain limitations, but yeah, I don't know. I, I'm just hoping for the best. I'm hoping that somebody says, hey, let's get back to what we really loved about Jurassic Park. And, you know, there's so many blockbusters out there. Why make Jurassic World like all the other blockbusters? Why not make it uniquely Jurassic Park? Jurassic Park did something unique. Let's embrace that. That's why people ran back to theaters for the first Jurassic World is Jurassic Park was something special and something unique that is just so different than the other blockbusters out there and they made the mistake with those movies of saying oh let's make it like all the other blockbusters and they really you know lost lost the the allure and the magic of what makes Jurassic Park special yeah and I I really do hope they're able to capture that again um whether it's in video game form whether it's in TV show form, whether it's another movie, whatever it might be. Or all of the, all the above. All, all of the above, yeah, all together at the same time. All of the above, the animated movie. series, let's get it. Um, TV show, like comics, I want toys, I want video games. Let's get a video game. Let's actually have a prop, properly managed uh, transmedia universe that has stories being told. There's so many stories and so many... I would love books that are actually targeted you know to like a slightly older not like old old age but like you know what you would expect for jurassic park not michael crichton not michael crichton but not jurassic park adventures you know what i mean young adults yeah young adult novels yeah young Mm -hmm. adult yeah yeah like the way star wars does it or hey exactly right um yeah and uh i I, you know i do want to rewind real quick to the one caveat when we said uh camp cretaceous is coming back in 2024 do you want to note we're not saying camp cretaceous season six we're saying something that's more akin to, um, I think, the way like you go from Clone Wars to Star Wars Rebels. Um, but we're going to see the same characters come forward from what we know. Um, it should be the same characters. But yeah, it's going to be a new show. Not like a sixth season, but a new show. So it probably will have well, a new name. In the world now. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they had that teaser at the end of it. And, you know, hey, I love the first season and the third season of Camp Cretaceous. If they can really, truly learn from the missteps 
and create something that is in line with that. That could be cool. It's not exactly what I want, but I would be a lot more excited about that if there were other announcements alongside it is really what it comes down to. So if it's like, oh, yeah, and then there's going to be a movie, and then there's going to be a live-action TV show. It's like, oh, shit, okay, not everything is riding on the back of this sort of goofy animated series that doesn't necessarily gel with the films, but we're supposed to accept it the way we accept the films. If it's allowed to have its own identity while other things that are crafted more in line with the films are also happening – then I think everyone's going to be a lot happier. And everyone's going to be, yeah, I like this. This is different. I like this. This is different. We just need to get to that point. Um, but they could do better. They could make it more like Star Wars Rebels later seasons where it really feels like part of the films and actually is telling a story that's worth a damn. On a franchise level, on a personal level, Camp Cretaceous really did deliver. On a grander story level, it did not. The Brad's. Maybe your favorite. Should I finish that series? By the way, I haven't. Even, I've started like I've gotten one or two episodes into the end season. Is it worth it? No, but uh, yeah. I've only heard negative things, really. No, and yes. I mean, if you want to see a Carnotaurus fist bump somebody, then yes. <laughs> if you want to see, yeah, God. um, it, it's Bananarama. I guess I'll check it out slowly over time. Just marathon it. Have like a really wacky night where you're like, "Wow, this is bonkers." All the personal character stuff in that season's done really well. Um, I'll say that. But yeah, that's what's so strange about season five. It feels like that's it's written by two different people, or like writing the review and stuff. And same thing, season four. Really, you know, the concept and everywhere it goes with Jurassic, you're like, oh, this really isn't it's falling off. But the characters are written really the story well. Sucks. The really character stories are really great. <laughs> yeah, it's great. And hopefully, by the next time we're speaking, there's something new to talk about. February 15th is when the first episode of Beyond the Gates comes out. Day after my birthday. So February oh, yeah. 15th, there should be some stuff to... I mean, it's a toy show, you know. But I think that... What I'm saying is, hey, tune in, tune in to Beyond the Gates, February 15th. And with that, thank you for listening to the In General Podcast. Chris and Assis, this has been fun as always, discussing Jurassic with you guys. I guess, see you on the next one. Head to uh, JurassicOutpost.com for more. And with that, any final thoughts, Assis? You want to sign this one off? Thank you for listening, everyone. It's like we said, we're, we're back. We're doing pods, and uh, hopefully, the Universal will give us something, uh, something juicy to, to chew on for the next couple months here. Keep asking us if we're back. Yeah, we're thinking we're back. Yeah, I'm thinking. We're back. <laughs> See you in a year. <laughs>